Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. State, hosted by Reggie Blackwell and Joe Matthew. Today, Reggie and I talk about the spectacular performance by Avery Johnson against Texas Tech in K-State's big win on Saturday. But will Avery start this Saturday against TCU, or will it be Will Howard? We talk about that as well, along with Reggie's Big Baller of the Week and another version of Rapid Fire. But first, a message from our sponsor. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Believe in K-State. Joe, we had a great, 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 great <laughs> victory over Texas Tech. And you believed week. in K-State and I didn't. So. I believed. I stayed the course, <laughs> and uh, K-State came through for us in a big way. We've got a lot to discuss in this episode. The freshman quarterback, Avery Johnson, five touchdowns, extraordinary performance, and he didn't really play the entire game, but he played a lot of it. Yep. So we definitely got a lot to talk about from the quarterback position. But overall, all three phases of the game, um, Joe, I think K-State played an excellent game for the first time where offense, defense, and special teams played pretty consistent. We still had some breakdowns on some big plays on the defensive side of the ball, but collectively, I like what happened in the punting game, what happened on the kickoff coverage game, along with what we were able to do with the quarterback run game. At the end of the day, it's, it spells a big victory, 38 21 on the road. Yeah, it was a big victory because it got us back in the race to make the Big 12 championship game. We still only have that one loss. So we're two and one. Second place is Iowa State. They're three and one. We haven't played as many games as they have. So, you know, we're right back in it. So I I agree with you that I like obviously what they did offensively with the running game and defensively. And special teams were better, definitely, too. But how much of that is because of the opponent? Uh, Texas Tech, I really wasn't that impressed with them, especially on their defense. And, you know, they were forced to put in that their true freshman quarterback there in the second half because of injury, and he was they just pathetic. He was throwing up ducks to nobody. He was throwing right. it right to our guys. So, yeah, from our perspective, it 
it, you know, it's good to say team came together, played great. They did. But I'm still cautiously optimistic because a lot of teams would have beat Tech on that night. Some of it had to do with the opponent. Well, I agree with you. Some of it had to do with the opponent. But I'm a little bit more bullish on K-State versus the opponent. Um, Texas Tech is a pretty good team, especially at home. They had Oregon almost beat until the last minute or so of the game. I do think by going to the new quarterback, um, 17, I didn't really know why they took the quarterback out, but I assumed it was injury, mm -hmm. did play a big effect in the game. But he was a little bit more explosive in the run game than the other quarterback, though. He had a nice big 50-yard well, run on K-State, but I do agree, Joe, his passing was – atrocious yeah he was throwing the ball anywhere uh and we were able to take advantage of it and got the interceptions that we need so why i'm not as 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 kind of stoic and a little bit reserved as you are because you still have to catch the interceptions you yeah. still have to make the plays joe so that's what i'm excited about with k-state on the defense Sometimes we can get in position, the ball gets thrown right at us, and we don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Avery Johnson was – that was so fun to watch him. Five touchdown runs, of course, he tied. Jonathan Beasley and Colin Klein's state record for rushing touchdowns in a game with five. And, oh, man, he's fun to watch. He's exciting. He's athletic. He's fast. And he did a good job passing the ball as well. I think he was eight of nine passing. Was really accurate. He didn't go downfield a lot. But right. he did a couple times. So, And that was nice to see as well. Yeah, K-State took advantage of Tech's defense. They were playing soft uh, against the run. We were able to take advantage of it. So credit to them for that. Well, the Avery Johnson era has officially begun at Kansas State University. Uh, we all love Will Howard. I do think Kansas State probably still give Howard the start this week, maybe out of just kind of solid, so out of solidarity or maybe just a goodwill. But I think just like we spoke about the week before, why wasn't you playing Avery Johnson in the Oklahoma State game? Why yeah. didn't you play Avery Johnson more in the University of Missouri game? Uh, Howard has not been the dominant quarterback. Maybe some of it has to do with injury, but he has just not been uh, as accurate and he's not been as decisive as he was last year during that run. So we needed the spark and we needed to change. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have something to run by you, Reggie. Yeah. I... Looked up the game last year, K-State versus Texas Tech. Now, this was interesting. I mean, I'm excited about Avery Johnson. I don't want to be a downer here. <laughs> but Martinez, the success he had. Adrian Martinez at 12 carries for 171 yards and three touchdowns against Tech last year. And he right. averaged 14.3 yards carry. Correct. And so... <laughs> That, that's kind of got me grounded a little bit, you know, a lot less excited than I was. You know, we may be jumping the gun on this a little bit. I don't know what you think about that. 
Well, I think you make an excellent point. Uh, and that point is not to be taken lightly. Uh, Texas Tech has shown the inability to stop the quarterback run game. That's the consistent um, yeah. that's a consistent answer across the board. But once again, a true freshman on the road, the difference between Martinez and Avery Johnson, even though Avery Johnson didn't rush for that many yards, is I think the road. Being able to go on the road in that hostile environment at Texas Tech, which I'm aware of a lot, is a is a different beast of being in the friendly confines of Bill Snyder's family stadium. So I do think that plays a little bit of different. But yes, you are correct. Uh, Texas Tech has shown some vulnerability with the quarterback run game, but I think we got glimpses glimpses of Avery against Mizzou. I think yeah. we got a little bit of a glimpse early in the preseason in a couple of, I call it preseason, mop-up games. We got glimpses of it. So I think when you keep seeing the same result and you keep getting the glimpses, it has to show that there's some ability there and there's some opportunity to be special. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt that he has the speed. Yeah. Now, is he going to be able to do it against the University of Texas and some of the more um, bigger competition that we're going to see down the line, KU, Iowa State, et cetera? That's to, that's to be determined. But I think after every snap, every game, every possession that he takes, he gets more confident as well. So this weekend, we play TCU and – for comparison purposes, I looked at the rushing defenses, the statistics on it. Texas Tech is 73rd in the country, right. giving up 147 yards a game, rounding up. TCU now has 38th rush defense in the country, so they're a lot better. They give up about 121 yards a game. So that's one of the reasons I think they're going to go back to Will Howard is – TCU's rush defense is a lot better than Texas Tech's. I, I think they're going to go with Howard. I think they're going to kind of rotate him in and out again. Avery Johnson's definitely going to get some series here and there, show what he can do. But I think I think Will Howard's going to get the start. Well, I think I agree with you. And before we transition to the TCU game, I think there's a foregone conclusion that we know who's my big baller of the week is um, yeah. against Texas Tech. But there's some strong contenders that I want to give a little special shout-out to, and that's Tayshawn Ward, the running back. He benefited off a very strong performance of Avery Johnson. Had a great running day for the catch. He ran hard. He did. I think he, I think he ran the hardest that he had confidence that he's ran all year. So kudos to him. Also to Kobe Savage, who was the defensive player of the week uh, in the Big 12. He did have two interceptions. One was kind of in a gimme in the back of the end zone, but he still had to catch the ball. He and, he made some, three. and he should have had three. Yeah. So And he played some timely defense as well. So Kobe Savage is definitely one. That's a contender. But without a doubt, the big 
Baller of the Week goes to the freshman number five from uh, Mays, Kansas, Avery Johnson, uh, put on a spectacular performance with five touchdowns and basically was unstoppable in the quarterback run game. Yep, I agree with you there. And the thing that impresses me about him, obviously we see the athleticism, we see the arm strength, but his demeanor in running the offense and his confidence as a true freshman, you just don't see true freshmen play like that. You no, that's look, the- at, look at the true freshman on the other side for Texas Tech. He, he made mistake after mistake and after mistake. Avery Johnson didn't do that. He ran the offense like like he's a senior. It, no, I think it's strange I think, almost. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest thing and why everybody's so excited about the opportunity and why you can't keep him on the bench, Joe, is because yeah. he came in early, he helped develop his body a little bit, got a little bigger and stronger, learned the offense. I think we don't understand how smart. Avery Johnson is to be able to pick up and run this offense at this level, uh, at a high level power five so early in his career, he has to be a smart kid to be able to do that. Um, So kudos to him and studying, getting in the playbook, making the commitment, putting in all the work over the summer. I think that's why we're seeing the results. Now we still got half the season to see, how this plays out, but don't be surprised. I still think even though Texas TCU has a stronger run defense and they're going to be looking for embracing for Avery Johnson, that he's still going to make some opportunities because you can't cover everything. Mm -hmm. That's what makes the run game so unique. Yeah. I mean, you go back to it, Joe. The most successful Kansas State teams in the history of the program is when we've been able to have a quarterback that can run. Absolutely. Kansas State has always been at its best. Michael Bishop, L. Robeson, uh, even Colin Klein. Colin Klein was a different type of runner, but he ran the quarterback run game to the T. So – All the time when we've been successful as a program, uh, really with the exception of last year of winning the Big 12 uh, championship, we've had a dynamic running quarterback Mm -hmm. to be part of the offense. Yep, that's the exciting thing. You can see the uh, what Avery brings to the table, and you can just, you know, you can envision what the future is going to look like the next three years or so. You know, it's it's exciting. Yeah. So let's get back into TCU. Um, you talked about their um, their defense. Which quarterback is going to play for TCU, though? That's what I don't know. Um, I had that up on my screen here. Yeah, because Morris has been injured. Correct? Is he out? Yeah. It's it was Hoover last week. He had like four hundred and thirty nine yards. So I'm assuming he's going to be the starter. I'm assuming so. Yeah. So he's been throwing it around the yard pretty good, Jen. Yep. And so they just hammered it, BYU. I still don't think BYU is much, but 
They hammered BYU, and you look at their schedule, but they lost to Iowa State. They lost to West Virginia. Yep. Uh, two teams that are doing better this year, but not dominant-type teams. Mm -hmm. um, so TCU has been a little heckle and jive a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think they're better at home versus on the road. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle our crowd at night under a hostile environment. Yep, it will be interesting. I haven't watched them much this year, to be honest. Um, I watched them that first game against Colorado, and they right. they really didn't look too great in that game. But, uh, you know, it's the first game of the season, or you know, they had to replace a lot. They had to replace the quarterback, the running back, all, you know, their top three receivers, basically. So almost their whole offense right. is, is brand new, kind of learning their way. So, but they've, uh, they've won some games, did good last week. But like you said, then, you know, they, they've kind of struggled against the traditional Big 12 teams so far, like West Virginia and Iowa State. So exactly. It's it's hard to kind of gauge, you know, exactly how good they are, but no, they're a little bit of an enigma. Uh, because like you said, you they give up 45 plus points to a Colorado team that as we can see right now, is probably not as good as everybody was thinking after the first mm -hmm. couple of weeks. That's a little bit of overhype there. So I just don't think TCU has been as consistent a bunch. I think we're hitting our stride a little bit of the way the schedule shakes out for us with having back-to-back -back home games um, with um, TCU and Houston before we have to head to Texas. So I really think that that's going to help the Wildcats settle down. I really think the home cooking it's going to help because we're we haven't seen K State on in a while. We've been on the road three out of the last four weeks, um, so yeah. it's been a while since uh, the bill has been rocking. And I think everybody after that Oklahoma State bad taste in our mouth, we're still trying to shake it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it still got some residual effects. The Texas Tech game helped, but I think getting another Big Twelve win over a TCU team who we played in the conference championship game will kind of really re-energize this fan base and get everybody kind of back where they need to be like, hey, let's make another run at this thing. Yeah, I agree. And I also heard that Will Lee will probably play is what it sounds like. He was supposed to practice today. So that's a good sign for the defense. And our linebackers have been playing great. Um, and they're beat up, and they're not healthy. Yeah. Especially so, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the middle. Mm -hmm. But 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 looking at TCU, we know they're going to score some points. My thing is the formula, I think, this week for Kansas State to win, Joe, is just not to give up the big explosive play. If we make TCU drive the ball methodically, have to try to go – 60, 75 yards, I think at some point they'll make a mistake, um, turn the ball over, do something, penalties, something will happen. We just can't get up the big explosive plays. If we keep everything in front of us, 
slow the run game down. We're going to give up some passing yards, but let's be a bend but don't break type defense. And then when we do get them in third and long, we need to get off the field. Yeah, I think if the offense runs the ball effectively, moves the ball methodically, scores touchdowns, and then the defense plays solidly, I don't see how TCU can beat us, to be honest. If we play our game, don't turn the ball over, you know, I like K-State's chances. I like our chances. Vegas has us about a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think yeah. that's about, about accurate. I do think we'll probably win by about 10. I don't think the game will be as close as most people think it will be. Uh, that's just my gut instinct. I think being the ability of us having two quarterbacks for TCU to prepare for is a little bit of a uh, head scratcher if you're a defensive coordinator because you basically got two game plans you have to play. And Will Howard still can run fairly effective. He's just yeah. not as dynamic as Avery Johnson. Right, exactly. And and don't be surprised to see Avery get in there and come out and throw the ball deep on down the field tomorrow, I mean on Saturday as well, to showcase his arm versus just running the ball every time. I think if uh... – I could see K-State blowing out TCU in this one. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen, right. but I don't right. see TCU blowing out K-State. I don't see them coming in here and just manhandling K-State. I think I either don't. it's a close game. TCU either wins a real close game on a fluke or something like that, or K-State pretty much handles them. Yeah, I think if we just take care of the business like we'd be doing, no turnovers, right. no turnovers. Uh, if if we don't turn the ball over, don't give TCU a short field, I think it's going to be a very hard out for TCU to beat us at home because I do think our run game is going to be better by just attrition because of the threat of the quarterback run game. I yeah. think that's going to make our regular, you know, whether it's Giddings or whether it's Tayshawn Ward back there, it's going to open up some seams and open up some holes. And then I think in the essence with that, they're going to start creeping forward to try to stop both the running back and the quarterback run game. That's where I think we'll be able to go over the top and make some plays in the passing game. Mm -hmm. On early downs, we need to do it on early downs. We need to pass on early downs, not in predictable downs. I agree with you. So you think about a 10-point game? I think about a ten point game. Uh I'm thinking uh I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty one twenty one. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Thirty one twenty one cats. I'll go thirty four to twenty. Thirty four twenty. Fourteen yeah. is good. Dude, I do down. I do think we should cover uh and we should be able to cover comfortably. But TCU is gonna be a gamer. They're going to yeah. be a gamer. I mean, all of these, all of these Big Twelve games, these next six on out. I don't think there's nobody that's you know you can say we're just going to blow out. No, because of um, just how closely the league is. But I think this is one we should get it done. TCU's well coached. You know they're going to be well coached and they're going to be good fundamentally. But 
I just don't think they have the weapons that they had last year in order to beat K-State at home. I got you. So what do we got for rapid fire today? First question is, will K-State cover the six-and-a-half-point spread? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So I might ask you this question every week, but as of today, what two teams do you predict face off in the Big 12 championship game? Well, as of right now, I still kind of got to go with the same question, the same answer last week. I'm still bullish on K-State, but all roads seem like it's going to be a Oklahoma-Texas rematch unless I think we're the only team capable of beating Texas in the regular season right now other than Oklahoma in the conference as the weeks go on. At first, I thought maybe Texas Tech will have a chance maybe at the end of the year, the last game, but I'm slowly dissipating that, and I don't see anybody else on Texas' schedule that I really think that could muster up and beat them in the Big 12 other than Kansas State. I'm going to see how this week goes, but I'm uh, feeling better about that Texas game for some reason. A lot of it's how we looked against Texas Tech, and if we can keep that up, but we'll see. So, who takes more snaps this Saturday, Avery Johnson or Will Howard? The logical answer seemed like it should be Avery Johnson because of his performance. Um, But as you talked, I do think Will Howard is going to get an opportunity to get the most snaps. It depends on how successful he is in the beginning. But to give you a definitive answer, I'm still going to go with Avery Johnson because I think he's just going to be – he's going to make more plays and they're going to feel like he's still the more hotter quarterback. And I think he's going to make a couple of plays in the passing game to make Colin Klein and Kleiman comfortable enough for him to run the entire offense. So who will lead K-State in rushing? Will Howard, Avery Johnson, DJ Giddens, or Trayshawn Ward? Well, that's a good one. (laughs) I think uh, Avery Johnson will lead the Wildcats in rushing this week. I think it'll be a close second. Don't be surprised to see DJ back in the hot hand seat as well coming back this thinking. week. Yeah. But I would go with uh I think if Avery Johnson get more opportunities, I think he's one little play away from taking one about 60 to 70. So I'm gonna go with him, Avery Johnson. Okay. So this one is a bigger picture question, but it affects K-State because we saw another targeting penalty in the game the other night. My question for you is, are players getting taught at a young age to tackle by leading with their helmet? No, I, I think most people are teaching the young players, and I know K-State are teaching them not to lead with the crown of your helmet. But I would tell you, Joe, as a guy that played defense, it would be extremely hard in some situations because it's a bang-bang play sometimes. You're going down. Then the offense goes down at the same time. You're not intentionally trying to lead with your head, but sometimes the helmets collide. 
I think they need to change the rule. I think putting them out the game is too severe, especially when it's not in the case to where, where the one with Clifton the other day, it's not egregious. It's, you can a, it's, see. it's an accident sometimes. Correct. You know? yeah. It's a bang-bang play. I don't mind it still being a penalty, but let's not kick the guy out the game. I yeah. think that's way too severe. It helps. It hurts you. It changes the directory of the game. Uh, I go back to the Texas game last year against Julius Brent. It really just changed the whole minimum of the game. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's too big of a penalty. Yeah, it does seem to me that more defenders are tackling with their heads down, though. And whether that's leading with the crown of their helmet or not, I think they're putting their head down when they go in for that tackle more than they used to would be my yeah, observation. And they're, and they're trying to, because they're not trying to lead. They don't want the collision because yeah. nobody wants to get put out the game. Right. So I understand the intent of the rule, but it's, it, it's way too severe now. I, I don't like the rule of a guy being put out the game. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right. Well, that was good. That's all I've got. All righty. Well, in summary, I think we're at a crossroads. We're at four and two right now with six to play. There's not a team on the schedule I don't think we can beat other. That's also including Texas. I think we'll probably depend on how this win goes, this victory goes, the game goes this Saturday, we could potentially be favored in five of the last six games. This one is big. If we get this win, then we get Houston, which should be a win. Right. And it's At us home. in Texas. And then it's us in Texas on the road. Then we yeah. get KU, you know, we get the you know the rivalry there, even though it's in KU. I think KU has lost some luster again. I think they're going to go into this back half, back half slide like they did last year just because I think so too. the type of teams that they have to face in the last six games versus they faced in the first six games. Uh, but I still think they're a good team. They're playing well. I think they'll be bowl eligible, maybe even go seven and five. But I think Kansas State, you know, not to jump too far to, to the KU game, they get up too too big for that game. Yeah. That's a big one. But yep. TCU, I think the Cats can get it done. Uh, and I think that can start a uh, two-game winning streak. And then hopefully we won't get too ahead of ourselves, get ready for Houston, take care of a Milan kind of Houston team coming into Manhattan. None of the newcomers, just a little tidbit, has won a game other than Houston in the Big 12, which was on a Hail Mary. Right. So, they're all in the bottom. bottom they're all in the bottom of the league. Right. They're all in the bottom of the league. So they're, they're, they're all struggling. They're all adjusting to the Big 12. And like I said, I don't expect that to change when Houston comes to town after TCU. Yeah. Me either. All right, boss. Well, go Wildcats. I'll be out of town. I won't be there this Saturday, so I'll miss you. All right. Uh, But I'll cheer loud for you. I'll be watching it, though. All right, right. man. Sounds good. All right, right, buddy. Talk to you later. Go Cats. Take care. All right. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.